We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you Listen, Watch, Discuss. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Listen, Watch, Discuss. As always, I'm your host, Brent Aiken. And on tonight's episode, I will be reviewing another Star Wars series, the animated series Star Wars Rebels. Now, uh, if you remember back in Season 3, I reviewed Star Wars The Clone Wars, and I said that uh, I was, you know, looking forward to Rebels, and that eventually, once I finished it, I would also get around to reviewing that. Well, I finally finished it today, and uh, it was really good. I found it really enjoyable. Uh, It was... I don't know, it's probably, to me, it's probably about uh, on the level of The Clone Wars. It was as good as The Clone Wars. Maybe a little better. I, I mean, again, it's kind of hard. They're, they were both really good to me. But, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, I mean, they're, they're yeah, they're both about, you know, even tied with each other. But, uh, but yeah, so Rebels is kind of a sequel series to The Clone Wars, at least in the sense that the events of, I mean, this show does take place after the events of The Clone Wars. Uh, more specifically, it takes place uh, 14 years, so about a decade and a half after the events of Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, which was the final movie in the uh, the prequel trilogy. And, um, and, and the events of the show, the, you know, the, the missions and the plot, the plot of the show and the missions and everything that happens within the show, we see all of that progressively, slowly progressively build towards the events of uh, the uh, the original Star Wars trilogy, episodes four through six. And uh, the show is basically... Oh, yeah, and also the show um, is, CG, is CGI animated, like its uh, predecessor, like the Clone Wars. And um, it was created by, again, the uh, same people who worked on and created the Clone Wars. Uh, Simon Kinberg, Dave Filoni, and Carrie Beck. Um... At least I think Carrie Beck cre- co-created the uh, the Clone Wars. Or I, I'm pretty sure she worked on it if she didn't co-create it. But uh, but yeah. So and the show premiered on Disney XD uh, and ran from October third, two thousand fourteen, all the way until May. I mean, sorry, March fifth, two thousand eighteen, lasting four seasons and um, and seventy five episodes. So um, so yeah, it had a pretty good run. A little shorter than it's uh, than the Clone Wars, but uh, you know, both in terms of of uh, or in terms of years, seasons, and episodes. But I mean, it, that's still a pretty good run for seasons, seventy five episodes. Um, not too shabby. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the the show basically, uh, more specifically, it uh, or to get into specifics, the show follows a small ragtag group of rebels. Um, who recruit a young boy, uh, Ezra Bridger, and, uh, from this, you know, small planet of Lothal, um, which is kind of like the Tatooine of this show, you know, we, we, uh, you know, a lot of time is focused on this planet because it's our main character's home planet, and we go there a lot, you know, the, it's under Imperial control for most of the show, and, you know, there's a little, uh, there, there's another small group of rebels, uh, you know, that, that are comprised of some of the members of the town that, you know, try to, uh, usurp their role of, or not usurp, uh, try to take, you know, back the planet, take the planet back from the empire. So, but, uh, but yeah, the, the main characters include, 
uh, like I said, Ezra Bridger, a boy uh, from Lothal, a uh, young teenage boy, uh, and uh, Kanan Jarrus, who is a Jedi, um, and he takes uh, Ezra under his wing to uh, be his Padawan, to be his apprentice, and train in the ways of the Jedi. Uh, Hera Syndulla, who is a Twi'lek, um, who is also uh, the pilot for their ship, the Ghost, um, and she's also Kanan's girlfriend, uh, they, they date in the show, um, Sabine Wren, who is a, uh, teenage, like an older teenager girl, she's a Mandalorian, and she, uh, has this really cool suit, like, she, she's very into art, and she's, uh, so, so she's, like, customized her, uh, her, uh, suit of armor, and has, like, it all in, like, these different vibrant colors, like, spray-painted in all these different vibrant colors, it looks really cool. Um, Zeb Aurelios, who is a Lasat, uh, from his, his home planet of Lasal, I think it's Lasal, yeah, and, uh, and he's kind of the muscle of the group, and, uh, and then finally, uh, Chopper, uh, who is their droid, and, uh, he's kind of like the, well, you know, every Star Wars film or series that has a droid, you know, they, they try to distinguish them, uh, and they do a pretty good job, both in, like, their personalities and their, um, and their designs, uh, and Chopper does look different, he's kind of like the R2-D2 of Rebels, um, because we don't see R2-D2 in, uh, Rebels, but he's, he's kind of like this show's version of R2, uh, he's about the same size as R2-D2, he's like, except instead of having a round dome for a head, he, he, it kind of, he kind of has like a, a cone, uh, but like part of the, the top of the cone's cut off, so it's, he's got like a flat head, but it, uh, it comes up at the top, you know what I mean? It's like if you cut a cone in half, you know, the top of his head would be flat. So, yeah. But, uh, but he, I mean, you know, he's pretty much, he, he can do a lot of the same things R2-D2 can do. You know, he can fly, you know, uh, uh, hack into, um, uh, you know, hack into ships, uh, security codes, and, uh, and, you know, electrocute people, all that good stuff. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, those are our main characters, and, um, uh, and it's pretty much just them, you know, rebelling against the Empire. Like how, you know, everyone, you know, kind of like how the, um, we, we saw in the original trilogy. You know, how Luke and Han, you know, they were a small group of rebels uh, that, uh, I mean, they played a bigger part, technically. I mean, you know, since they were the, since they were the original movies, they played a, a little bit of a bigger part in taking down the Empire in a sense that, you know, like they were the ones that defeated Vader and Palpatine and, you know, their, their battle was the, the final battle, uh, you know, of the rebellion versus the empire. But, uh, I mean the rebels, you know, the, the ghost crew, I mean, they do play a big part, but you know, it's like their, their, their story is kind of a, not, not a self, not a self-contained story. I wouldn't say that it's, it's, but it's a smaller story in the grand scheme of things, I guess. Like, uh, I mean, like, we do see Vader, we do see Darth Vader, we do see Palpatine, but, uh, like I said, most of the show, um, or a lot of the show does center around Ezra's planet, uh, Lothal, and, um, and, but I mean, but it, it does, I mean, even though it is smaller in scale, I mean, it is still them trying to take on the Empire and trying to defeat the Empire, but obviously it's just, it's, uh, I mean, even with the rest of the Rebellion, you know, we don't really see, we don't see Han Solo, we don't see Luke, 
Um, you know, we don't see Leia. Uh, you know, so, I mean, we don't see the main characters in the Rebellion, like, from the original trilogy. Um, you know, because it's not, I mean, well, we're not quite there yet, you know. But, uh, so, I mean, you know, like, for now, you know, where we're at in the timeline, like, in the show, like, these are, like, the, the well, a, a small group of rebels, but they're kind of like the, you know, they're, they're kind of the, I, well, in, in terms of, like, their show, they're the, the Han and Luke and Leia of, of their show, you know, kind of like how in Rogue One, that, that small band of rebels, you know, the main, our main cast in Rogue One, they were kind of like Han and Luke and Leia from the prequel, or from the original trilogy, so, um, so yeah, so the show is, uh, you know, it, the animation, uh, I'll say is really good as well. It's, uh, it, it, you know, I mean, cause it premiered, you know, a few years, uh, a couple years after Clone Wars ended and technically Clone Wars ended up, uh, you know, I mean, it was kind of like abruptly ended in like season six, you know, they didn't get a chance to finish it. You know, it kind of ended on a cliffhanger. And then several years later, in 2020, they finally, um, you know, with the launch of Disney Plus and everything, uh, you know, they finally got to uh, premiere the final season of The Clone Wars and finally got to uh, properly conclude the story. And, uh, you know, so technically, yeah, um, uh, you know, and the, and, the, and the animation definitely was upgraded and definitely got way better. I'm not saying it wasn't it was bad in the first six seasons, but and it got better with each passing season. But in the sixth and final season, you could definitely tell, oh, they really did upgrade the animation. This looks incredible, you know, or this looks really good, you know. And uh, and Rebels, uh, you know, it, since it premiered in 2014, the the animation does look uh, a lot. Uh, I guess, I guess in a way smoother, because uh, if there's one thing that I will say about the Clone Wars is that the characters almost looked like, uh, and this isn't, to me, this isn't a bad thing, but the characters almost looked, uh, blockier, if that makes sense. Like they had rougher edges, almost as if like they were like, uh, abstract paintings in a way. Uh, I mean, they didn't look, I mean, they still looked like humans and aliens and, and droids and all that, you know, like they still looked like what they were supposed to. They didn't look like too abstract, you know, but I'm just saying like in terms of like the way they were designed, they just look a little blockier and, and sharper around the edges. But, uh, but still, I mean, they looked good, but yeah, with rebels, uh, they definitely, and, and you can, and you can tell by looking at the animation that, I mean, if you were to watch it, you'd be like, oh yeah, so this is like Star Wars. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> this, this is probably from the same people who worked on and created the Clone Wars. And which it is, you know, but, uh, but with the animation, uh, they definitely, you know, it definitely did get a boost in quality, but also the designs of the characters aren't as rough around the edges. It's a little smoother than, uh, than the Clone Wars, which is cool. And it look and I like it cause it, it gives it a little bit of a distinctive style. Like it, it separates it just enough from the Clone Wars to where it's different, but it's not too different. You know what I mean? Uh, which I appreciate a lot. And, uh, and yeah, so the animation's great. Uh, the main, our little ragtag group of rebels, you know, the ghost crew, uh, like I said, they're all great. And, uh, and the journey they go on is really cool too. Like, uh, oh yeah. 
uh, before I haven't really gotten into spoilers spoilers yet, but before I uh, <laughs> talk about the show, before I go any further uh, deeper into the show, I should probably uh, say that yeah. Uh, as always, there will be uh, potential spoilers, or there will be spoilers for uh, Rebels, uh, however minor or huge they may be. So, uh, if you haven't seen all of Rebels yet, uh, stop the review right now, go watch it, and then come back once you've uh, finished the show. But uh, if you're someone who likes spoilers or doesn't care about being spoiled and want to hear my thoughts on the show, and then go and watch it, then by all means... Uh, you can continue. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, back to the, uh, the show. So, yeah, the, um, the show, uh, it definitely has a very interesting, uh, uh, journey. I do like the journey that the characters go on, uh, both like, both like their personal journeys and like the overall journey of, you know, like the, the adventure and the, the the success of or you know the 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 trying to stop the um the empire you know it's it's uh it's always i mean you know in you know in every star wars anything every movie or show that they've made so far and that they're going to make and and that's upcoming you know in the future you know there's always going to be a good and an evil you know and maybe a neutral you know like in in the clone wars you had uh Duchess Satine and uh, Mandalore, you know, although we see how well that turned out, but uh, <laughs> for everyone involved, but, um, you know, so there's always going to be a good and evil, and it's mostly going to be some variation of the, re- of the rebellion and the empire, which is, you know, how the whole franchise, how it all started, you know, with episode four, A New Hope, um, which, you know, at the time it wasn't called A New Hope, it was just called Star Wars because it was the first and they didn't know if they were going to make another one. George Lucas didn't. But um, but thankfully he did because, you know, we've gotten so many good movies and shows from that one movie, you know. And uh, But yeah, you know, so there's always going to be a, good, a variation of that. And, uh, and I do like how, you know, every show and movie, they do try to switch things up. Even if it does essentially boil down to the same, you know, oh, you know the evil empire or the evil first order or the evil, uh, uh, what were they called in the prequel movies? Um, the, ah, crap, I forgot. But, but, you know, it's, it's always the evil giant organization or group, you know, and then there's the smaller group of rebels or, you know, (laughs) resistance fighters, you know, who are trying to go against this bigger, higher order, you know, and, uh, and there's, you know, a lot of battles in space, a lot of weird different planets and, you know, all that stuff. And, uh, and the show, yeah, I mean, the show has all that, um, but it does, it does a good job of, you know, uh, flushing out some even more unknown and underdeveloped worlds within the Star Wars universe, you know, um, like Lothal, like I said, we spend a lot, we get to know Lothal quite well. Uh, we go back to Tatooine, uh, because we can't have any Star Wars, anything, any movie or show from the Star Wars universe without, you know, going to Tatooine at least once. Like that's, (laughs) it's almost like a requirement at this point that if you, 
uh, are filming a Star Wars movie or a series, you have to go to Tatooine at least once. Which, uh, I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just think it's funny how how many times we end up going back there, uh, considering it's just a barren desert ass, barren ass desert planet. You know, uh, I mean, it's a cool planet, but it's just there's so many planets out in the Star Wars universe that it's just, you know, I just find it funny. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, and 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 there's a bunch of different worlds we go to in. Uh, in uh, Rebels, you know, there's, uh, on top of those two I just mentioned, there's um, uh, uh, Zeb's home planet, LaSalle. Uh, we go back to Mandalore, which we first, uh, you know, got to look at, uh, or we we first got to visit and, you know, really flesh out in uh, the Clone Wars. You know, we go back there, um, and it's cool. I really do like the Mandalorians um, and, and, and the planet Mandalore. I just like their they're, they're just an interesting group of characters, like just the, the code they live by and, you know, the badass suits, you know, their armor they wear and the jetpacks, the dark saber, which does come back into play in Rebels. You know, that that's all really, I, I really enjoyed. Anytime the Mandalorians show up, I'm like, oh shit, this is cool. Um, and, you know, and, and you know how I feel about the Mandalorian, the, the show, it's, I love that show and, uh, really looking forward to season three at the end of the year. Uh, should be coming out in December, but, uh, but yeah, the show, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I, I guess just everything, you know, it it works pretty well. Everything in the show comes together really well. And, um, it just, uh, I don't know. It's just a good watch. And, um, I guess, uh, what else could I talk about? I guess the characters, uh, for one, um, I really do like the dynamic between the team, the ghost crew. Um, they all do play really well off of each other and, uh, and they, and everyone brings something different and unique to the table. Like, uh, like I said, Zeb's the muscle, Sabine's kind of the badass rebel chick in a way, you know, Hera's the kind of reserved, but still badass, you know. And uh, and caring mother of the group of the kind of family so called and and you know really on top of that a really great cool general and fighter pilot you know um, and then Kanan's the the wise older I mean not too older I mean you know he's not like he doesn't have, he's not you know covered in gray, you know he doesn't have a gray uh, head of hair or anything but he's the kind of wise older dad uncle the cool dad cool uncle. And then, you know, you have Ezra, who's the new member of the crew slash family. And, you know, he's just trying to fit in and, you know, fight back against the rebels. I mean, the rebels fight back against the Empire any way he can, because, you know, his family got involved in the in in the the siege of I mean, not the siege. His family got involved when the Empire took over Lothal and, you know, he wants to, you know, get them off his planet, you know. And, And at the same time, he finds out that, oh, he's sensitive with the force so he he you know trains with Can- uh, Kanan to be a Jedi. Uh, he trains as a Padawan to to become a Jedi, and uh, and yeah, it's just um, it's just really cool the uh, the journey he goes on. But um, another thing I do like about the show, besides the characters and the animation, um, well, actually, I guess this kind of goes back to the characters. Uh, but I do what I do like that this show does. Uh, similarly to, uh, its predecessor, the Clone Wars, I do like how 
uh, we see a lot of characters that were either in the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy or the Clone Wars. Um, I mean, a lot we do whether they're cameos, like you know, one one-off cameos, or you know, some like actually recurring big supporting roles. You know, like uh, we, Ahsoka comes back for you know about a season and. You know, then she, then she's gone for a little bit, and then she comes back at the end. Um, but you know, it, it was really cool to see her come back. Uh, we get to see Darth Vader, and we actually get uh, Matt Lanter, who voiced uh, Anakin. Uh, you know, pre Darth Vader, <laughs> we uh, he voiced Anakin in the Clone Wars. He comes back for a brief moment in the season two finale. Uh, you know, and it, it was kind of cool to hear like James Earl Jones voice fade into his once the once his helmet kind of chipped away and you could see Anakin's eye it was like oh that was a cool moment um and that was a cool fight too in in the season two finale um Ahsoka and Vader Darth Vader Anakin you know have this really cool lightsaber fight and um it was really well choreographed and it was just uh it was cool and it was kind of sad to see because you know I mean you know if you've watched the Clone Wars um the relationship between Anakin and Ahsoka, you know, was really, you know, they had an, uh, a tight bond. Like they were, you know, she, she was his apprentice and he was her, or she was his Padawan and he was her master. You know, it was like, they, they were really close friends. I mean, they, they, they were, they were really good student and teacher duo, but you know, more importantly, they were like really tight friends. Uh, all three of them really, I'm counting Obi-Wan, you know, and then that all kind of went to shit when Anakin, you know, teamed up with Palpatine and formed the empire, you know? Um, but yeah, it's just, it was really, it was really heartbreaking, uh, to kind of in, in the season two finale, when we saw, when we see, uh, Ahsoka, you know, realize that, oh shit, Darth Vader is Anakin. Cause you know, she, cause at the end of the Clone Wars, like she was away when, I mean, you know, she wasn't there when, uh, Anakin became Darth Vader, you know? So she had no idea that he actually was, you know, this big, bad head of the empire. Well, technically Palpatine's the head, but you know what I mean? Like the second in command, you know, she didn't realize he was this big, bad, you know, uh, villain. I mean, you know, threat, you know, uh, or head of the empire. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a great scene. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, they come back. Uh, Captain Rex, who again was another character introduced in the Clone Wars, comes back. Hondo, again introduced in the Clone Wars, he comes back. Uh, and they're both, yeah, voiced by D. Bradley Baker and Jim Cummings, respectively. Uh, we even get La- uh, Lando. Lando shows up for like an episode or two. And again, like I said, he's only in it for a couple episodes, you know, so he he has more of a smaller role. But the fact that it's like, oh, shit, he came, he showed up. Like they they and they even got uh, Billy D. Williams, who you know plays Lando in, who played him in the original trilogy and who played him again, uh, in Rise of the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, it's like oh the fact that they got him in there that's pretty cool, and um and for the most part they get pretty much everyone who voice voiced all of these characters in the Clone Wars they pretty much get all of them to come back I think the only one that doesn't show up uh at least I'm pretty sure, is, um, uh, is Obi-Wan. I'm pretty sure Obi-Wan's voiced, but, uh, isn't voiced by James Arnold Taylor. Uh, I, okay, well, okay, he does voice Obi-Wan, but it's also Stephen, 
Stephen Stanton. He voiced him, uh, okay. He voiced him twice. Okay. He was voiced by both in, in, uh, Rebels. Okay. Um, oh yeah. And Anthony Daniels comes back as C-3PO. Frank Oz comes back as Yoda. Uh, oh, we actually, oh, and we see Leia too. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, uh, all that to say, yeah, we see a lot of cameos. Oh, and, oh, and Darth Maul. Uh, uh, what was it, his uh, character's, I mean, what was his voice actor's name? Uh, crap, crap. What was his, let me try to find it. Um, man, where is it? Sorry, I'm looking for it real quick. Uh, where is his... Uh, huh. Okay, well... Why can't I find it? Okay. Uh, well, okay, yeah. The, the guy who uh, who plays uh, Darth... Who voiced Darth Maul in The Clone Wars, he uh, he is very... Uh, he, he, once again, he, he is great in this, um, uh, in this show, uh, his role, wait, Sam, Sam Whitwer, or Whitwer, yeah, okay, I'm sorry, I, it took me a second to find it, because I, I was scrolling through, I was trying to, I was scrolling through the list, of, uh, list of actors and act, voice actors in the show, um, yeah, Sam Whitwer, uh, he, again, he, de- he delivers a very dramatic, intense, you know, savage performance as, as Darth Maul. And, uh, and we, and we get to see how his story wraps up. Like, uh, you know, it it was interesting to see where he went from in the, uh, how he, how he came to be where he was in the Clone Wars. And then when we get to see him in Rebels in season two, it's like, oh shit. Like, it's interesting to see what he's been up to this whole time. And not, and not to mention his reintroduction, in Rebels, uh, was really well done. It, Cause we don't know for the longest time, you're wondering if it's him or not, because like he's talking to Ezra in, uh, the Jedi temple and you know, the voice kind of sounds like him, but it sounds like a more reserved older version of him. So you're wondering, is like, is this Maul? And then, you know, we see, and you know, it's a really dark cave, so you, you, you can't really see his face or anything, but the more, you know, we slowly start to see more and more of him. And, you know, his voice becomes more, you know, like I said, intense and savage. And, you know, at a point you're like, you're like, oh, shit, that is Maul. And, uh, and yeah, and, and that, but yeah, and, and that's part of the season two finale too, uh, that, which was really well done. Just, uh, I think the season two finale besides this, I don't know, that may be my favorite se- uh, finale of the whole show, except for the series finale. Uh, that was just a really intense dramatic really dark episode too like when when maul went just murdered the shit out of all those inquisitors that uh kanan ahsoka and ezra were fighting or they were all four fighting them but you know like he like when when he murdered the shit out of them like oh shit and and of course i mean you know the show's rated tv y7 so they're you know they they are they weren't gonna go too crazy with the deaths and even in in the movies like you know in the tv shows they don't go, it's not like bloody or gory or anything. There may be a little blood here and there, but you know, it's not, the deaths aren't particularly gory, you know, 
but uh and and you know they they kind of avoid showing like the 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 end result but you can kind of based on what happened I mean, you know, even if even if the death is technically off screen, you know what just happened. Like he's he straight up decapitates one of the inqui- like the female inquisitor's uh head off her body. I'm like, "Oh shit." Like he just he like he throws his lightsaber at her, chops her head off. I'm like, "Damn." Uh but yeah, that that fight between uh Maul, Kanan and Ezra was great. That scene where, you know, cuz Maul keeps trying to uh induct Ezra I mean like get him to join his side because uh, he wants to take down the Empire too for you know again in, in the Clone Wars Palpatine you know murdering his brother and and electrocuting the shit out of him uh, <laughs> you know casting him aside when Palpatine you know because Palpatine cast him aside when he was of no longer no longer of use to him or gaining too much power because you know Maul uh became ruler of Mandalore and, uh, and, you know, Palpatine, you know, was like, oh shit, you're gaining too much power. I can't allow this. And he straight up just leaves, uh, the Senate, uh, like he, you know, he leaves just to go all the way to Mandalore and, and, and like beat the shit up out of, beat up Maul. And, uh, and that was great. But, but yeah, so, um, that was really great. Uh, man, there's so many great episodes. Um, and the show flows really well. Like each season kind of has, uh, what I like too is each season does have kind of of a definitive story, but, um, but it, it does, you know, and, uh, like each season kind of has its own story, like kind of self-contained. I mean, not really self-contained, but it's, it, each season has its own, uh, yeah, I guess story in a way. But but it all it's it is all one continuous story. It's not like oh everything is exa- everything's wrapped up at the end of each season. I mean you know there are still plot points and uh, events that carry over from each season. But you know like uh, like like season one, you know they have to stop the Inquisitors. They're they're you know coming after them. Or there's one the Grand Inquisitor, and then season two there's some more in- uh, Inquisitors that come after the Rebels, and you know and. And they also have to avoid Darth Vader. They meet Ahsoka, you know. Um, season three, Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn is introduced, voiced by Lars Mikkelsen, who uh, I thought was Mads Mikkelsen's uh, son. Turns out it's his brother. But if you don't know who Mads Mikkelsen is, he uh, he was he was actually in uh, Rogue One. He played uh, uh, he played the father of. Again, why am I blanking on her name? Uh, crap. the The main girl in uh, the main the main character in Rogue One, who was partners who partnered up with uh, uh, Andor, uh, and and the rest of the and the rest of those ragtag group of rebels. Um, crap. Why am I blanking on her name? Anyway, she uh, her father. He was only in like a, a one or two scenes, uh, it, towards the beginning, but like. Uh, she, he played, uh, the father in Rogue One, uh, he dies and, uh, he also played, but yeah, he's really, he's a really good actor. He, uh, he also played, um, Kaecilius in, uh, Marvel's, uh, Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange, uh, who, I thought he was pretty good in that too. Um, and more recently he's played, um, uh, Grindelwald in, uh, the third Fantastic Beasts movie, The Rise of Dumbledore. I mean, the 
Sorry. I was thinking of The Rise of Skywalker. The Secrets of Dumbledore, my bad. And, uh, and you know, I, I, which I haven't seen, but I mean, it looks like, it looks like it might be, it looks like it'd be pretty good. And it looks like he's going to be good as Grind- Grindelwald. Um, I still kind of wish they didn't fire Johnny Depp from being Grindelwald because he seemed like he was doing a pretty good job. Uh, me, I mean, even though I've, I'd only seen the first Fantastic Beasts, you know, that at the end, it was like, oh shit, he's Grindelwald. That's kind of neat. I like Johnny Depp. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, but all that to say, yeah, Mads is a great actor from what I've seen him in. And his brother is a great voice actor. Like, uh, he, he does put a lot of emotion, uh, into Thrawn and Thrawn is, uh, kind of like Maul in a way with like how he seems to always be like 10 steps ahead of everyone else. But, uh, but he's more reserved. Like he very rarely yells at anyone. He's, he's just very, he's a very controlled, uh, you know, uh, he's just a very controlled person. He's just the, you know, he's just this, uh, but, but he's, he, he's clearly, uh, a big threat and he clearly is not someone who, he's clearly someone you should tread lightly around. Like this is a guy who, you know, you can kind of tell, uh, like he's not particularly old, but it seems like the way he talks about the rebels and everything, uh, and the fact that he's grand admiral, I mean, you know, you kind of get a sense that he's been with the empire for, for a long time. And, uh, and he's, and yeah, and, and you, and you always get a sense that, you know, every time he's on screen, it's like, oh shit, you know, we're, someone's going to die or something bad's going to happen, you know? And, uh, and, and I mean, there's not a whole lot of death, I guess, in the show. I mean, of like the main characters, you know, but, uh, or the recurring ones, but I mean, there are some deaths and, uh, and some of them are shocking, uh, you know, but, um, but yeah, that, and, and, oh, and another thing too, speaking of deaths, I did not expect, uh, Kanan to die, uh, especially when he did, because, the final season had, uh, it was 15 episodes long, season four. And, um, they, uh, Kanan ends up dying in episode 10. Uh, he died. I'm like, oh shit. Cause what happened was, is, uh, they were on Lothal and they were trying to blow up the empire's, uh, reserve, f- uh, fuel tank, like the, the reserve they had, uh, with the fuel for their ships and everything. And, uh, they end up blowing it up. And Kanan is on top of the, the, the giant fuel tank and, uh, he's using his four, like, you know, the, the blast, the explosion is about to incinerate him, but he's using his, the force to hold it back, like with all his might and strength. And he's just like inches away from the ghost. Like Hera's like trying, Hera and Kanan are both trying to get him to, you know, come aboard the ship and he pushes both of them away with the force you know, essentially, and, and he looks at him one last time before he's just incinerated before, you know, cause he's like, well, I can't get out of this. And, and you got, I mean, I can't get out of this without injuring you guys and, and killing you guys essentially. I mean, you'll die if you save me and, you know, we need to win this war. We need to win this battle. We need to win this war. So we need to, um, you know, I, I, I kind of have to sacrifice myself. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's sad, you know, it's like, and it's a really unexpected moment. Like I did not expect, cause you know, I, I mean, he was, you know, we got to know Kanan really well. He was one of the main, uh, characters after all. 
so the fact that he actually died, I was like, oh shit. Um, that was, uh, that was unexpected. And, uh, it was kind of ballsy in a way. I mean, I was like, man, and especially for it to be, especially for that moment to happen. I mean, like two thirds of the way through the season, I was like, man, we have five episodes left. What the hell just happened? I was like, that's crazy. Like, what are they going to do now? You know? And, um, and, and, uh, that was just a really, you know, sad scene. That was a really well done scene too, because, you know, like the music was kind of swelling up and then, and, you know, it kind of, uh, everything, it, it all went to a flash of white and, you know, it kind of, the music kind of died down and, you know, we were just kind of, you know, and the, and the ghost flew away and we were just kind of left with, you know, sitting there, you know, and then the title popped up against an all white background, which we had not seen up until that point. Um, and you know, it it just kind of leaves you sitting there going like, like I said, well, shit, you know, <laughs> what just happened, you know? And, uh, but that was, uh, that was, um, really well done. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot to mention, yeah, Maul's, Maul's death. He does end up dying, uh, in, uh, in Rebels, in the show. Uh, I forgot to mention that a minute ago when I was talking about him. But, uh, but yeah, so I do applaud the show for that because that is, that was such a ballsy thing to do, especially with where they were at in the show. But, um, but yeah, he, but yeah, Kanan was a great character and it sucked that he died, but in a way, uh, I mean, he died, he died protecting everyone, you know, he died, you know, and the way he, and he died doing what he loved and what, you know, and what he needed to do, which was, you know, destroy the empire any way he could, you know, stop them, you know, uh, you know, uh, well, not necessarily stop them, but like, um, put a dent in their plans, a dent in their plans, you know, somehow stop, uh, put a hold on their plans any way he could somehow take them down a peg. Yeah. Take them down a peg. That's, I guess what I was trying to say. Yeah. Just any way he could. And yeah. And he, he didn't really have a final goodbye, but he did share a look with the group particularly Hera and Ezra, which seemed to say, I knew this was going to happen. I, I would like to go with you guys, but if I go, I mean, you're, you're going to die saving me. So I, I gotta, I have to do this, you know? And, um, and the next episode, you know, when we get to see everyone's reaction to like them grieving, uh, over the loss of Kanan was, uh, was really well done. Everyone kind of grieved in their own way, especially Hera. She took it um, I mean, she took it better than I thought she did or than I thought she would, but, uh, uh, her obviously being the closest with Kanan, what with them dating and all, she took it, uh, exceptionally hard, but, uh, but she, she did end up coming to terms with it at the end of episode 11 and, uh, of, of the last season, you know, uh, so she, she, uh, she handled it well. And, um, but yeah, I was really hoping Kanan would make it though, because, uh, another thing I liked about the show, like I said, I love the dynamic between the characters. I mean, I love the dynamics between, or sorry, not the dynamics. I love the dynamic between all of the characters, all the main characters and, uh, and I mean, and the recurring characters that they run into, uh, every now and then. But, uh, I really did love Kanan and Hera's relationship. Um, because they don't, uh, I mean, it's not, 
I mean, it is brought up, but it's uh, it's a little it's a little more downplayed than you might expect it to be, and it's not really until those last couple episodes, um, especially the uh, Kanan's last episode, the one where he dies, where they even share a kiss. Like there are several moments throughout the last season where they, you know, they're about to go into a, a little battle or you know they're about to go on on a little mission, and you know they kind of they're flirting with each other, you know they're kind of you know, sweet talking to each other and they're about to go in for a kiss. And then they're interrupted by, you know, someone coming in and telling them, you know, Hey, we got to go do this or something like that, you know? And, um, and yeah, it was, uh, you know, and, and then when they finally kissed, I'm like, Oh, that's sweet. You know, <laughs> cause I, I just, I was a big fan of their relationship and, um, and you know, I, I, most of the relationships in the star Wars movies and shows I feel like are handled pretty well. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not too often we get a romantic relationship in Star Wars, uh, but when we do, it's, it's always nice to see, you know, whether it's Han and Leia or, um, or Rey and Kylo, which, you know, didn't really get that as much development, but I mean, but you know, uh, or, you know, or whether it's Kanan and Hera, uh, or Anakin and, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Anakin and Padme, you know, um, whether it's any of them, you know, they, I feel like it's always handled pretty well. Um, but yeah, they, I, I thought they were a good couple. I liked their relationship. And, uh, and like I said, I liked the chemistry the two of them had and, and the, you know, kind of the conversations they would have. And, um, and yeah, it was just, it was sad that it was sad that Kanan had to die, but in a way, like I said, I do commend the show for actually killing off one of the main characters uh, especially when they did, I was like, oh, well, we're close to the end of the show, but we still have five episodes left. That's crazy. Cause I, I would have expected if they were going to kill someone, I, if they were going to kill one of the six, the main six, I figured they would have done that in like the, I figured they would have saved that for the actual series finale. But, uh, but for them to do it five episodes before I'm like, oh, huh, you know, um, that's something <laughs> that's interesting. But, uh, but yeah, so you know, um, I guess what, I guess really the only thing left to talk about, um, is the finale. Uh, so the finale is, uh, essentially, uh, so the entire rebellion doesn't show up. It's just our ragtag group of, of heroes from the ghost and a few of the other main, or a few of the other, uh, key players that, uh, that, that have helped them so far. Uh, you know, uh, Rex shows up, Ryder, voiced by Clancy Brown, who, um, if you don't know, voiced Mr. Krabs, is the voice of Mr. Krabs in Spongebob, and he's also had the small role of, uh, Calvin, uh, Desmond's, uh, um, the, the guy Desmond killed, uh, in Lost, <laughs> who was in the bunker, um, and I think he's been in some, uh, video games too, if I'm not mistaken, but those are the two main roles I know Clancy Brown from, but, uh, but he, he, he does a good job too, but, um, but yeah, uh, Rex, uh, Ryder, uh, and you know, some, some of the other like, kind of like essential key figures in the rebellion. I mean, well, for, for our group, at least, you know, uh, you know, they, they end up, uh, helping, uh, to, to take back Lethal from the empire and, uh, and they essentially, you know, and then Thrawn ends up showing up and kind of putting a dent in their plans and, uh, and he ends up, and then they end up having to fight him in a way. And, uh, 
and yeah, just free Lothal from the Empire through any means necessary. And uh, and I and and I really did like the finale. I liked how, and again, this is what I like about most shows, or this is what I like uh, with most shows that I've seen. Most of their finales uh, of all the shows I've seen. What I like when shows do is I like when they wrap up everything, but at the same time uh, leave things, leave a few questions unanswered or leave some op- leave some things open-ended for either the viewers to interpret or for them to, to uh, establish or continue uh, later on down the road. Like if they, because uh, it, it ends with um, Ezra... Uh, there, there are these uh, space, like space whales, essentially called purgles, that Ezra ends up um, calling into the final battle, and uh, he, him and Thrawn are trapped in uh, Thrawn's ship, and a purgle is, uh, has wrapped itself around the ship, and Ezra uh, uses, I mean, you know, uh, and the purgles can like travel through hyperspace, uh, which is like one of the they're like the only creature that can do that. I mean, you know that. The, the only sentient creature that can do that in the Star Wars universe. But, uh, but we see, uh, that, uh, he's about to fly into hyperspace and he looks back at the group and he tells them all bye, uh, right before, right before he goes in the hyperspace and we don't find out what happens to him. We just, know, we, and we don't find out what happens to Thrawn cause Thrawn's still alive when they jump to hyperspace. It's just, he's just wrapped in, the Purgle's tentacles, like the ten- the Purgle has a couple tentacles wrapped around his entire body, and Ed- and Ezra's kind of using the Force to push him back, keep him as far away from him as possible, and uh, and yeah, we th- we kind of leave that open ended, but uh, but I mean everything else is in a way kind of wrapped up. Like what happens is, you know that they freed Lothal, they accomplished what they set set out to do from season one. And then you know, uh, thanks to a little narration from Sabine, in uh, at the end we uh, you know get a nice little epilogue that kind of, again like like I said, wraps up some more things while at the same time, you know leaving some cliffhangers and and other stuff and other things open ended uh, to where if they wanted to make another sequel series, uh, or if they wanted to have these characters or plot elements show up in other Star Wars shows or movies, uh, they could. Like, uh, oh, oh, wait. Okay, one more thing. Uh, Agent Callus, I really do love the uh, the character development, the arc that he goes on from being uh, a high-ranking member, well, a high, high-ish ranking member of the uh, Empire uh, to to being a turncoat you know, to kind of realizing, oh, the rebels aren't as bad as I thought they were. I kind of actually like them, you know, to, to being, a uh, an informant, like a double agent, you know, in a way, uh, you know, in sending the rebels information to fleeing and fully joining the rebellion. Uh, and you know, and by the, yeah, by the final season, uh, he is fully a, re- a rebel, you know, he is one of them. And, uh, and I just like the, the dynamic, the, the arc his character goes on. Because he's a, he's a bigger recurring character, you know, and uh, and I do like the dynamic between him and Zeb because uh, and that episode in season two where him and Zeb, because th- that that's really Callus's turning point when he uh, him and Zeb are trapped on this snowy planet, and uh, and they have to work together to survive the cold, freezing winds and 
and these uh, spider creatures that are, you know, dead set on eating them. That was uh, that was his turning point, and that was a really good episode. That was just a, that was one of my favorite episodes of the show, you know. And uh, and there are a lot of good episodes of the show, but that one in particular was a great one, and it was his turning point from being uh, you know, on the Empire side to being a full blown rebel. But uh, but yeah, so going back to the epilogue, yeah. So Sabine wraps up the show by yeah saying that uh, Zeb and uh. Or Hera, uh, turns out she was pregnant, uh, which was surprising. I didn't think she was, uh, I didn't, I didn't see that coming, but, uh, she had a kid, uh, it was her and Kanan's and, uh, the two of them and Chopper, uh, you know, just kind of travel the galaxy, you know, looking to see if they can help anyone, looking to see who they can help, uh, see if there's anyone in need of, uh, any help in any battle or, or even just, you know, some, minor problem, you know, some, some non-battle problem, you know, uh, and then Zeb and, uh, Callus go to Zeb's planet where Zeb tells, you know, informs him, Hey, you did, if you, uh, if it makes you feel any better, you didn't, uh, you know, cause the extinction of, of all of my people. There are other survivors of my race of Lasats, you know, and, uh, and, the, and they, and they even welcome him into, onto their planet and to be a, a, a member of their society, like to be one of them, which I thought was sweet. I was like, Oh, that's kind of nice to kind of, kind of finally wrap up his, his arc in a way. I mean, you know, to have it come full circle, or I guess in a way. Uh, and then, and then it ends with Sabine, uh, meeting back up with Ahsoka. Uh, she comes back from this other world. Cause it's like, she, she's killed by Vader but then Ezra ends up going through a portal and bringing her back, which, uh, which, and, and they bring up the father, son, and daughter that they established in the Clone Wars, who are essentially, the daughter is the light side of the force, the son is the dark side, and the father's the neutral kind of gray Jedi, or kind of the, the mediator between the two, he's in the middle, you know, which, uh, that was one of my favorite episodes from the Clone Wars, was when Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka went to that force sensitive planet where they, where they lived. That was a fantastic episode, but, uh, but they bring that back, uh, towards the end of the show and, uh, and Ezra, you know, cause Ahsoka's dead, but Ezra ends up, uh, going into using the Jedi temple and using this mural of the father of father, son, and daughter. He uses that to go to this other world where it's kind of like where the Jedi ghosts live. Uh, but uh but it's also like where you can kind of go into moments in the past and uh and you know you can kind of change the course of history so Ezra ends up pulling Ahsoka out from the from the moment where she died where you know where uh, Vader and her had their final battle you know and um and uh and you know she she ends up uh She's like, oh, I'll meet back up with you later, Ezra. And, you know, because Ezra has to go, you know, back to, back to, uh, Lethal. You know, he has to get out of the portal and go back there and, and stop the Empire. You know, but, uh, but he goes in there to see what he can find. And, you know, he finds Ahsoka and they, they split up. But, but she, she doesn't speak in the last episode, but she does have a little tiny cameo where Sabine, when Sabine says, uh, you know, she's like, well, as for me, me and Ahsoka decided to go look for Ezra and see where he wound up. And, uh, 
yeah. So and and yeah, the empire has fully been defeated because uh, Sabine even mentions he's like or she's like, yeah, the empire never messed with Lothal again. Uh, we thrived and rebuilt the city and rebuilt the planet. And uh, and she and there's even a nice reference. Uh, apparently, yeah, Hera and Rex. She mentions that they both fought in the the final battle in the of the empire. I mean, they fought there, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, but she also mentions that, oh yeah, thanks to the final decisive battle at the forest moon of Endor. And I'm like, oh shit, that's kind of a nice, uh, it was a nice reference to the, uh, return of the Jedi episode six. Cause uh, I was like, oh yeah, that was the, the end, the end of the empire, you know? And this technically is uh, just a little bit before that final battle. I mean, you know, it's maybe a, a couple year, it's maybe a year or so before, I'm not sure, you know, but it's not too, it's not too far away from that moment. But, uh, but yeah, I thought that was cool. That <laughs> that was a nice reference, but, uh, but yeah, so Sabine and Ahsoka, it ends with them leaving on, uh, you know, leaving on a ship to go find Ezra. And, uh, and that's the end of the show. And I do like that ending because like I said, it wraps up pretty much the main plot of the show, but it, it leaves a few questions. Uh, and it leaves a few, uh, it sets up endings, you know, it sets up kind of nice, uh, um, it sets up, it shows kind of nice endings for the characters. Well, let me put it this way. It, it shows where the characters kind of the path that they're going to go down on. It kind of shows it's a nice, each, each character kind of has a nice stopping point in a sense that it shows, oh, this is kind of a good ending for them, but their stories are still going to continue. Like, you know, this isn't the final end for them. It's just the, it might be the final time we see them. It's definitely the fi- the last time we'll see them in this show. So, uh, but they, but you know, every, they all have a good ending, you know, and, um, uh, and even Kanan, I mean, you know, because even though he died, they, uh, they all accomplished, they finished what they set out to do. And I'm sure Kanan was looking down on them as a Jedi ghost, uh, <laughs> you know, as the, as they were, uh, as they freed, uh, Lothal from the empire, you know, going like, yeah, you guys did it. I'm so proud of you, you know? And, um, but yeah, so that was great. Uh, and the voice acting, and I'll say this too, Taylor Gray, Vanessa Marshall, Freddie Prince Jr., Tia Sir, Sir Carr, uh, and Steve Blum and Dave Filoni, they all did a great job as the main cast. Uh, I forgot to mention that earlier, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, Ezra, Hera, Kanan, Sabine, Zeb, and Chopper, respectively. Those are the voice actors and actresses for, uh, the ghost crew. But yeah, they all, they all did a great job. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it, it was a good ending and, uh, left it open-ended enough. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, I thought it was I thought it was really good and uh I'm glad that I'm uh done with the show because uh it was just another good show. I mean it's another good show within the Star Wars universe. Um but I'm also sad that I'm I'm done with it because I was like, "Oh man, now what?" But uh I suppose I'll I'll start the Bad Batch next uh because well, I only have one season of that to watch because uh yeah, it's the unlike you know, when I first started watching the Clone Wars and Rebels, the entire show isn't done. I just have the first season and the second season whenever that premieres. But, uh, but yeah, I think I'll watch The Bad Batch next, which, uh, if you haven't watched it, 
It's a technically a it's a sequel slash spinoff of the Clone Wars, focusing on a, a group of clone troopers, uh, titled they're called the Bad Batch, who uh, who we meet in the last season of the Clone Wars in season seven. Um, so yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I may do a review of that show too. Uh, I may do it. I may save it for June when I review uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, which will probably be. June 24th, that Friday, um, or that, that last Friday in June, because uh, that's uh, the season finale of Obi-Wan will be a couple days uh, uh, prior, a few days prior. So uh, I may save it for then. So I'll review season one of The Bad Batch and, and uh, review Obi-Wan Kenobi in one episode. But uh, but yeah, so uh, Rebels is another great show. Uh, if you like Star Wars, uh, whether it be the movies or shows, I'd uh, recommend giving this a watch. Uh and if you like the Clone Wars, uh you know, I think you'll like this show too. It's uh, got a lot of what you might have enjoyed from uh the Clone Wars. Uh you know, it's got a similar yet different enough animation style to its uh predecessor, you know. Uh there's a lot of characters from the Clone Wars that come back and and you know, have somewhat prominent roles in Rebels and some are just cameos, but some are you know, recurring roles and, uh, and it's just cool to see them again, you know, and, uh, and it does have a satisfying ending that, uh, I think you'll really enjoy, you know, and, uh, and it does a good job at kind of tying into everything that's going on in the Star Wars universe, uh, you know, but it, but still kind of feeling like, oh yeah, it's kind of just their story in a way, you know, I mean, cause we do follow them for the whole show, you know, but, uh, but yeah, so, Definitely recommend it, um, and uh, I guess that just about does it for tonight's episode. So, uh, well, uh, once again, uh, thank you guys. Uh, next week I will be next week's episode. I will be or thank sorry, my bad. Thanks again, uh, guys, for listening to tonight's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, next week will be uh, my review in honor of the twenty fifth anniversary of this album. I will be reviewing Foo Fighters' second album, uh, 1997's The Color and the Shape. Uh, it turns 25 next Friday, so I figured... And it's my second favorite album by them, so I figured uh, what what would be uh, better than to review it uh, for next week? Uh, for next... Or what, what better episode... Uh, or that would make a great episode. Uh, what better way to celebrate it than by reviewing it for next week's episode? So, uh, yeah... With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode, and I will see you guys next Friday. Take care.